0: Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hey there, Mama. Welcome to the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. It's great to have you here. I am Ashley Caston. We are talking about discipleship versus discipline today, and we're going to dive into really what the difference between the two is and how to parent in a way that just makes and that doesn't leave you feeling guilty at the end of the day. So I hope that you just find so much encouragement today. And I hope that you leave feeling like you are not alone. That there are many of us in this season of motherhood who just feel a little overwhelmed and wondering what is the right way to parent our kids. And through looking to the word and seeking out biblical truth, we can Uh, stand together and encourage one another and equip one another and that's really what this is about is sharing what the Lord has showed us with each other Um, you know whether that be a lot of wisdom or just a little bit maybe you're just a little bit ahead of somebody else in parenting but there are things that God is showing you and that he's doing in you that you can share with a mama right behind you and say I was there but this is what the Lord showed me so here we go. Let's talk about that. And before we start, I always like to share something interesting or something fun or something going on in our lives. Sometimes I really can't think of anything to say. (laughs) Do you ever feel like that as a mom? Like, I don't even know. I just feed kids snacks all day long. (laughs) Um, But actually, we did have something kind of exciting happen. My husband and I took on the role of campus pastors at um, the satellite campus at our church. And it was such a God thing. I mean, it just, the whole, the way that he orchestrated it all and the way that he prepared our hearts for it before we even knew about it, it was just incredible. So when we were approached and asked if we would be interested in that, um, I knew, right, I mean, it was like instantaneous, like, yes, 100%, the Lord is calling us to do this. I was just waiting to see what he was going to do because I felt such a stirring in my heart Um, and it just was... uh, Just one of those like kisses from heaven, you know, do you ever feel that where like the Lord just comes and meets you exactly where you're at and you're like, what in the world? I mean, things that we just had been praying for. And um, and so we're really excited. It's going to be a new season for us. We have never um, pastored before. My husband's been on staff at the church, but has just done facilities. And even though we have been um, in ministry for a while doing, you know, leading people in different capacities, this will be the first time that we have actually pastored a community. So, um, someone is, do you hear that horn right outside the window? Someone is honking. Um, so anyways, we, we are really excited about it and just, um, looking forward to seeing what God does. All right. So that's enough about me and uh we'll go ahead and jump right in. So this topic came up because I had posted about it on social media and I had gotten a lot of really good response from it and so it made me think, hey, this would be a great podcast topic since it's something that we are all doing every day, right? Disciplining or discipling or uh, one or the other or both. <laughs> every day we are in ha- you know, elbow deep in the role of motherhood just guiding these children that we have. And sometimes it's really hard to know what the right model is because there are so many different parenting philosophies out there. Even in the Christian world, there are so many different books that you can read and teachings you can follow on that. And they don't always align. There's a very um, old traditional model in a lot of Christian communities that teach that spanking is the only way to discipline. You know, they use the verse, spare the rod, spoil the child, and teach you that. Um, If you're not spanking your child, then you are, you know, then they're going to hell or whatever, you know, Um, there's just so many different things that we hear, even in our Christian communities that can make it really confusing. Um, What is the right way to parent? And so I just, on my own, started doing some digging in scripture and just asking the Holy Spirit to guide me because I felt like when it came to parenting, um, I, I mean, I don't, I felt like I was doing a decent job but not I wasn't I wasn't feeling like I was proud of the way that I was parenting, you know, or like this is it I feel successful and I feel like I could lead other people in it. For many years I felt like I was just trying to figure out what was gonna work for our family and I was not very confident in it at all. And so I started to ask the Lord to train me. I'm like, look, if anybody can teach me how to parent, it's you. I don't need to go to a uh, a seminar to teach me how to parent, although you can use that certainly. I'm like, I can go to you and I can ask you how you've created my children and and how you've created me and what you desire for me as a parent um, and my husband as well. So we kind of went down that journey and I started looking at the way that Jesus discipled his disciples because that's a great example of a parent right there. I mean, he was with these men that were really foolish sometimes, right? They were very much like us. And he had to have a lot of patience with them and he had to train them and disciple them. That's why they're called disciples because they were being discipled, right? Um, or that's why actually we use the term discipling as a verb because of the disciples. because we Because of what he did, that gives us the model for what we can do for our children. So previously, my parenting would have looked a lot like um, probably an old school model of Christian parenting with just, um, this, these are the behaviors that are expected and these are the consequences if you don't meet those behaviors and the consequences are going to, are going to be what changes the behavior. Um, so that would look like your child acts out, they go to timeout for acting out, you know, get out, they have to say sorry and you move on and, or your, your child's loud and disruptive at church and so, um, you take them to the car, whatever, take them out of church, remove them and whatever, you know, like they have to take a time out, or if you spank or whatever. So it's just that model of like, there's action. So there's a consequence to fix the action and then you move on. What I was finding though, is that there was really no fruit coming out of that. I didn't really feel great about it. Like, oh, my child's learning so much. I just felt like I was trying to control behaviors all the time. So then when I started looking at more of, of what the Bible says about training up your children and what, how Jesus parented, I mean, quote-unquote parented, right? How he, how he led the disciples. I started seeing this whole other side of parenting that a lot of us are missing because we haven't been trained in it. We haven't had people leading us in it. And whereas there is a place for discipline and correction, if we are missing this other side of it, it's really not going to produce any fruit. And what that can look like in your parenting, if you're wondering, you know, maybe I'm at this place, maybe that's what I've been missing. What it can look like is a cycle of frustration um, and behavior modification, but you feel like you're never coming out of it. It's just you're spinning on this wheel of trying to control the behavior and you know, give a consequence and then they're, you're left frustrated because maybe they keep doing that and they're frustrated because they just keep getting consequences. And then you feel guilty at night because you're going, oh, maybe I was too hard on them. Maybe there was other things going on. Maybe they were feeling a little, you know, tired and I shouldn't have been so hard on them stuff like that. If you feel like you're in that place or in a place of, hey, my kids just really don't listen to me and it's driving me crazy and I don't know how to control them. That was an indicator for me And maybe it will be for you too, that I needed to seek the Lord and um, figure out what the other piece of parenting was that I was missing. That's exactly what we're going to break down right now. So discipline Alone. Here's where the problem lies. When you have discipline just alone, it creates that cycle of frustration and consequences and distance between you and your child because it's just you trying to control their behavior and getting consequences. There's no bonding moment or moment where you're coming alongside of them and cheering them on and coaching them and directing them. It's kind of just here's the parent up here and the child down here. This is what I expect. If you don't meet it, here's the consequence. Versus dis- discipleship along with discipline, that creates a cycle of growth and nurturing. Um, and it really creates a closeness between the two of you. So that looks a lot more like a parent standing alongside the child. Now, don't mistake this for you being the doormat that your child walks over. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying you're you're coming alongside your child and you are coaching them and leading them. And yes, there will be correction. And yes, there will be dis- discipline. But it's not a performance-based relationship where if they don't meet your expectations, there's a consequence, and that's that. It's it's a relationship that says, I care about you, and I love you no matter what, and I want the best for you, and because I want the best for you, here's where we're going to aim, and here's how we're going to get here, and this is why we're going to aim at that. Here's what the Lord sees in you and what He wants. So hopefully that kind of helps paint the picture of the diff between the two and we're going to look at some scripture too, kind of just to back this up this uh, passage in Ephesians 4:11 through 17 um, really does a good job of kind of giving us an overall picture of our work not only as parents but as Christians in spreading the gospel and in working in ministry and it's really when you break it down it really does help with parenting so it says and he gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the shepherds and teachers I mean that's us as mamas and as daddies to equip the saints for the work of ministry to um i'm sorry i lost my spot for building up the body of christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are able to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. So there's so many little nuggets in there for parents, like speaking the truth in love. How do we do that with our kids? How do we constantly speak the truth and in, into them in love, or um, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry? How do we have that mindset? How do we grasp hold of that as parents that we are equipping saints for the work of ministry that's what we're doing every day how do we build them up as part of the body of christ and not tear them down so that they can um be in the unity of faith and and they can mature in their in their faith right so they're not just torn down and their spirits weakened weakened but how do we build them up so that they become even firmer in their faith as we train them up And how do we equip them so that they become mature enough to not be tossed to and fro by waves of different doctrine and different things that come. And that has a lot to do with apologetics, which we've talked about before. I mean, that's some of it, not all of it, but um, that certainly does add to it, having that foundation of apologetics, but really, more importantly, an intimacy with the Father. But let's talk about these things um, that relate to the way that we discipline and disciple. So speaking the truth in love, that one right there just paints such a pretty picture of how to just talk to our kids when we are, when maybe they're acting out and we're frustrated. That is so important for us to remember that yes, we're going to speak the truth to them, but it always has to be backed with our love. And that's one of the um, the points that I highlighted on social media of how to really do this. How do we disciple and not discipline? The third point that I had put up was that um, to communicate that you love them no matter what. So we're telling them, yes, that this behavior is not okay and that I expect otherwise, you know, be, because here's why. But we're also saying, but listen, this does not. Change the fact that I love you it does not change my love for you at all. I love you just the same now as I did ten minutes ago as i did did ten years ago, as I will ten years from now. That never changes. I'm going to give you the truth, but I'm going to do it with my un wavering love behind it and why is this so important? because it, it gives them the exact oh, sorry, dropping my headphones. Um, it gives them the exact picture of the love of the Father. This is this is why I want you to know this, because this is the way God loves you. His love does not waver. He doesn't look at you and say, oh, well, you really messed up today. Uh, I don't really love you that much. I'm not really going to bless you today. In fact, I'm going to withdraw from you and pull away, and you're really going to have to work to get back to me. That's not how God is. And so if we can give our kids... That kind of example by being the one that stands there and says, I love you just the same. It really will speak volumes. Whenever I say this to my kids, especially my uh, third child who's four now, she really responds so um, differently when I speak those words to her, when she is in the middle of a tantrum or whatever, and she's being disciplined, um, whether I'm pulling her aside, um, having her go sit in out whatever, when I say to her, um, I listen, I love you. And that does not change. I love you so much right now. And sometimes it takes a few times of me saying it, especially if she's melting down. Cause let's face it, your kids aren't hearing anything when they're melting down, you know, when she's screaming and I'm going, but I will look at her and I will say it several times until she gets it. I love you. And usually at that point, She'll stop and maybe hug me or her just face will change. It's like they need that. They need that language of love. It doesn't change the fact that she's going to have consequences, but it ensures her that I'm not going anywhere and that I care about her and I love her and that I'm cheering for her. It's really giving our pig, our kids that picture that we are their advocate, not their adversary. We want to see them succeed. We want to see them walk in the calling that the Lord has given them and to be fruitful in it we want them to have success in life we want them to feel good about themselves and be confident we are not here to tear them down and tell them what they're doing wrong and tell them that they have this set of standards that they're not living up to no we're their advocate and we communicate that when we do that when we sit and tell them how much we love them no matter what also discipleship doesn't mean that our child gets away with everything. It means that they get to understand, they they, they get to that point of understanding and wisdom, which empowers them to make their own choices rather than just um, us interacting in this kind of behavior correction control uh, cycle like we talked about. So it's, it's sitting with our child and... Um, empowering them to understand that hey listen like these consequences are coming from your own choices it's not because mommy wants this for you it's not because um you know i chose this this really this this is just how it's how the world works <laughs> we have consequences because of our actions and when we make choices that don't glorify the Lord, that don't fall in line with his word, will then consequences come as a part of that. And I don't want that for you. That doesn't make me happy, but that's just a part of it. And I want you to understand that um, walking this life of following the Lord and listening to him, being sensitive to the spirit is going to lead to blessing. And I want you to learn that. And so that's why we have the balance of the two, right? It's the discipline with the discipleship together. So the other thing that I talked about, there's two other things that I talked about that are really simple, um, but that go hand in hand with this is, um, well, the first one is to get eye contact with your kid. When you do this, when you sit with them and you're walking them through this and um you know showing them the, the path to righteousness is really what we're doing just keep pointing them back to the path and what does the Lord say about this um, the first thing that's really practical practical and helpful in just getting your whole child's heart is getting their eye contact it sounds like a really simple thing but when you have your heart, your child's eye contact you have their heart they are listening to you at that point right and sometimes it takes a little bit to get that sometimes they're Too frustrated to look you in the eye. Maybe they're mad at you. Maybe they're angry. Or maybe they are just melting down. And they cannot think about anything else than the fact that their brother took their toy from them. But if you can stop everything you're doing and get down. I know it's hard. But get down on your knees. Get to their level. And get eye contact. All of a sudden, you have gone from the parent, the angry parent, towering above them, just yelling things at them, to the advocate who is down on their level firmly, but lovingly looking in their eyes and saying, listen to me, this is not okay. And this is why. And it just creates that closeness between you and um, still keeps that authority of you as the parents. It's not like you give that authority up, but it creates this uh, connection between the two of you that says, I love you and I'm here for you, but this is not okay behavior. So that's a big one. Get eye contact. And then the second thing is pointing back to the word. This is where it really becomes deep discipleship is when you show them the why behind it. So instead of just saying, hey, we don't push our sister because, um, or just instead of just saying, we don't push our sister, we don't snatch toys, we don't yell in public. Giving them the why behind it helps Plant those seeds of truth that then will grow into things. So bring Bible verses in. This is why it's so important to be constantly memorizing scripture alongside of your children. Um, maybe if you didn't grow up in church or just didn't have a habit of memorizing scripture, um, you know, you might not have that arsenal full of of things to just blurt out right in the moment. But as you start memorizing scripture along with your children, and I've talked about I talk about this, I feel like, all the time, but seeds family worship— Um, Those songs are a great resource to use to memorize scripture because your kids will learn quickly and so will you. Um, But you'll have this source of kind of this treasure chest to pull from. So if you are dealing with a prideful issue, you can pull out a verse on pride. If it's a issue on, you know, being unkind, we'll pull out a verse on kindness and you can bring them back to the word. And if you don't know one, do a quick pull out your phone and say let's see what the Bible says on um speaking lovingly. You know, let's let's see what the Bible says about sharing. And pull it up with your child right there, but as much as you can, and not that it has to always be this way, but as much as you can, as often as you can for the circumstances where it makes sense, bring them back to the word and say this is what the Bible says, and this is what God wants for you. So then they're getting a full picture of not just, this is what mom wants me to behave because these are just the rules for our house. No, these are God's principles for you living a blessed life. Because what that will do is it'll plant those little things in their heart. And then when they get older, all of a sudden they'll say, oh, okay, I see this now. And I see the fruit of this in my own life. I understand now how this works with the way that I speak and bridling my tongue and, um, using gracious words that are sweet, like a honeycomb. That's one of the verses that we quote a lot It's gracious words are sweet like a honeycomb. Um, so things like that, it'll come back to them later and they'll say, Oh, I get it now. And those little verses and those little nuggets of truth will come to full fruition. Um, giving just this, um, a picture, I, don't, I, I just see it now. Like if we could just see in the future, like what these little things that we're doing now will will grow into. It's just so hopeful, right? That um, they may be little tiny things now and we may, may not think that they're making a difference, but every time we do stop and get their eye contact and bring them back to the word. It's like if we could just see the forest that's going to come out of this later on right that's what we really need it's like just give me a picture god show me that i am doing something here because some days it doesn't feel that way but it is and it will be deeply rooted and the more that you water it the bigger they will grow let's pray now together Lord, i lift up every one of these moms to you, God, the ones that feel defeated or discouraged or maybe even guilty in the way that they have been disciplining. God, I pray you would minister to all those areas in their hearts and that you would just give them a sense of peace and trust in what you are doing and what you are teaching them and showing them. I pray that you would point them towards your word and towards your truth and that you would just give them such a confidence in uh, parenting and in the direction that you're calling them to go. We love you, Lord. We lift up your name in Jesus' name. Amen.